I'm Brian No. He's Jimmy Cook here on The Fan today. I want to welcome in Lara Overton, host, producer, reporter with the Colts. You know, Lara, I was just saying, um, uh, a lot of people, they get the schedule and they go win-loss all season long, like week to week. And I rage against the win-loss week to week machine here where we don't know what the injury status is going to be. We don't. Do you go week to week win-loss when the schedule comes out yourself? Absolutely not. There are way too many unpredictables when you're talking about looking at a schedule in May versus what you're going to see September through January. So I don't like to get too far ahead of myself. I look more so kind of big picture. You, you look at it in clusters of the schedule and, you know, various road trips and, uh, you know, different opportunities that look like they could be I don't want to say season-defining, but, you know, some of those opportunities where you're figuring out what this team is going to be and who they're going to establish themselves as over the course of that schedule that's just been presented. Larry, I want you to hear me out for a second. I tried the same thing with Brian. It didn't work. (laughs) Maybe when you get my perspective, you'd be like, you know, I get it, and and maybe that is something interesting, or maybe you'll say I'm a fool and you won't be the first person to do that. That's totally fine, too. Okay, let's let's (laughs) test out my open-mindedness, okay? You do the reckless speculation now. You view the crystal ball. You try to map out where you think things are going to play out. You finish it, whatever, 10 minutes, however long it takes you, you're done. You save it away. Then when we're about, you know, six days from week one, you reopen that file. Now you have all the information. You're like, oh, man, this is what I thought was going to happen then. Now we know what path Anthony Richardson's on, what path in general Gardner Minshew might be on. Now I can get a better feel for where it was, and you compare and contrast how reckless you were the first time versus having the knowledge now before week one. Okay, so you're saying like you're not implicated based on you know what you project. No, 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 no. You kind of have those caveats a little bit, right? Just an initial draft of where you think things are at in May when the schedule first drops versus a real final cut for what you think is going to happen by the time we're approaching week one. Oh, I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous to do that right now. I really do. Because also, we are still learning about Shane Steichen and what he's building, you know, his vision. We're learning more and more as we've gotten through these off-season workouts. But when it comes – they haven't even played real football yet. You know, you haven't gotten even, you know, those true practices that you get in that mini camp to be able to assess. So I think for for the Colts, when you look across the NFL, they're one of probably the more intriguing teams and intriguing schedules that there is because you not only drafted a rookie quarterback, you have a new head coach, an entirely new offensive coaching staff aside from Reggie Wayne and Brian Bratton. So it'll be really interesting to see not just what this team looks like week one, but how different is this team Week one versus week six versus, you know, week 12 through 18. I think that you could see kind of different variations of this team over the course of, you know, we always hear head coaches break it up in quarters. I think the four quarters of the regular season, this Colts team could look pretty different week to week. And you hope that that is an ascension through those four quarters of the season. And you kind of like where that bye week falls to help them out and prepare for the back end of that schedule. I think it's uh, fan nature. I was going to say human nature to look at, especially the Colts, zero primetime games. That stands out clear as day. And it's it's common nature to be like, what's up with that? And you're often running in, in terms of a, a critical eye. What do you like most about the schedule as it sets up for the Colts, Lara? couple of things I like. I like opening the season at home 
and bookending the season at home. I think those are big opportunities for the Colts uh, and how they're going to set themselves up this season. Really like that opportunity. I also selfishly appreciate the bye week after the Germany game uh, because I was covering the team for Fox 59 and CBS 4 when the team went to London to play the game against Jacksonville. And it was so early in the season, they opted not to take the bye week. And you felt like that lingered a little bit. And there was somewhat of an international hangover, so to speak, after that. So that's another thing I like. I I look at, you know, kind of a a few opportunities in that later part of the season where you're getting good home games. Like after the bye week, you start things off at home against Tampa Bay. You go on the road for two, but then you're home against Pittsburgh. And then you have consecutive home games at the back end of the season because I think that – with this this team and building and evolving and how we're going to see things pan out with a lot of the young investments that they made within the draft, I, you think that that's where this team could be most exciting. The first half is going to be a little bit unpredictable with figuring things out and establishing that continuity within the offense. So to me, I really like – not only the bookending the season at home, having those divisional games as well, and then having a multitude of home games there on the latter part of the schedule. Also, I mean, home opener against Jacksonville, potentially if Gardner Minshew is your starter, depending on you know what they decide to do between Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. I like that. I like Gardner Minshew going up against his former team, now playing for Indianapolis, seeing him out there for the first game with a horseshoe on the helmet. So you're saying one and zero going into that Houston game? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's okay. I understand. I've, I've, you're you're going to pin me down, aren't you? Hey, don't forget we're we're, we're talking again next week, so we'll have a whole I know, show. I know. To go round and round on this. So I got to be careful. You'll be in studio Thursday, next week. Right? Yeah, exactly. Lara, from your perspective, being with the team, I know this answer changes since you'll likely be over there with the team, but. When you look at the battle of and complaints of, oh, we didn't get any primetime games, would you rather have an opportunity for an international game if you're one of the players, like you mentioned, one one of the the members covering this team internally, or would you rather have a primetime matchup on the schedule given the choice? Man, that's that's difficult. Um, I I like the international games a lot because it's so different. You know, most guys – at this point in their NFL careers, aside from the rookies, they've played in primetime games. But there are very few guys, when I look at the roster, who were on the Colts team that played in London. So this is brand new. Whereas in the prior seasons, even if you didn't have a Sunday night or a Monday night game, you always had the Thursday night game. So a little bit of been there, done that. And even the rookies probably played a night game in college. But they're not doing the international games. And I do feel like that there is something – Really invigorating when you go overseas and having the experience that I did to go to London and to see the excitement and the passion that there is for American football in an entirely new fan base. It's not like people in Munich, you know, grew up in the backyard of the Indianapolis Colts and that's all they've known and loved and thrived in the era of Peyton and Reggie and Edgerin and Marvin and, you know, all of that. These are fans who have selected to love American football, selected to love the Colts for one reason or another. And I think it's going to be really eye-opening for the majority of these guys to go over there and see the drastic impact that 
football is having and that the Colts are having. And I think they're going to be really overwhelmed with how much fanfare and how much support that there will be and how passionate some of the fan base is for particularly this Colts team. She's Lara Overton. I've already gotten tons of messages. I've already gotten tons of messages from Colts fans overseas who are trying to like lock up their tickets and you know figure it all out. So it's very, very cool. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Have you ever been to Germany before? I actually have. Yeah. What part? Have, it went the summer after my senior year of high school. So, uh, yeah, we did um, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, kind of all in like a 10-day trek. So I have actually been to Munich. I remember nothing. I, I speak zero German. Uh, we did do the Hofbräuhaus and all the typical, you know, tourist activities. So I'm really excited to go back again and I'm sure have a greater appreciation than I did when I was 18. That's cool. She's Lara Overton, host, producer, and reporter with the Colts. Lara, what was your reaction when you found out that the Colts have zero primetime games? You know, we had the podcast this week, J.J. Stankovitz, Matt Taylor, and myself, and J.J. predicted that there would be zero primetime games. Mayte had asked us for some of what we thought, and that's exa- I said maybe two. That was what I was going to go with. J.J. thought zero. So I feel like that he kind of sobered me up and brought my expectations level a little bit. So I wasn't all that shocked because the Colts did have a number of primetime opportunities last year. And, you know, when you think about the Denver game and, you know, the the Steelers game and a couple of those other opportunities, they ended up not being incredibly thrilling contests. So I, I do think that, It wasn't all that much of a surprise. I will be intrigued, though. You could always flex some things and, uh, you know, to see how things shape up a little differently with not just how the Colts are, but, you know, this AFC South is an entirely new division right now, really a new look type of division with all of this, this injection of young quarterbacks. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Not incredibly shocked because, yeah, JJ kind of brought me back down to reality and got, you know, I kind of got my, you know, emotion in check by our conversation on Tuesday. But to my credit, I accurately predicted week one at Jacksonville. So I did get that win. There you go. Well done. That's 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 more than I could say. And I, I don't. We we set an over under of two and a half primetime games. We were we were off the mark completely. Okay. So well, but I was on the same page as you. I said two. You know, my one thing was I said uh, week one opponent Jacksonville. Just don't make it be in Jacksonville. Sure. No, I I totally agree with you on that front. I, I want to circle back to the international scene for just a second. Larry Overton with us here on the fan. You might not know this, but I'm sure that the logistical teams of the Colts have been planning or looking at this for months. When you look at them playing on the road in Carolina uh, the week before that, do you envision them like pretty much packing to be ready to go to Germany right after the Carolina game? Or you think they'll come back home, reset, and then take off middle of the week? Oh, that's really that's an interesting question. I would imagine come back home, reset, and then get ready to go for Germany because I just, yeah, I think that you would probably have a lot to do, although that would kind of be an advantageous, you know, you'd already be on the uh, the East Coast and you could just go ahead and, you know, start your travel uh, across the pond, so to speak. But I do think that you'll probably, you know, want to evaluate some things after the Carolina game, probably evaluate your personnel. Mm-hmm. There's always a number of different things that could happen Injury-wise and availability-wise and different things like that. So I would think, if I recall correctly, I feel like when the team went to London, I don't. they didn't even leave until Wednesday or Thursday. 
it may have even been Thursday when the team left the last time. So you will have enough time to get back, to take a little reset. Also, you think about it, just the personal side of guys wanting to at least get home and see their families for a day or two days before you take off again. You think about, you know, the guys who have their kids and, you know, wives and rest of their families who coach it, you know, that's coaches and players who would appreciate a little bit of a reset and a bit of a breath um, beforehand. Also things just like, you know, making sure you get into things, little things that a lot of people may not think about from the outside, getting into the massage therapist that you always work with, being in your own training room, uh, you know, just those types of things to be able to prepare your body, not just for another week in the NFL, but for the type of toll that it can take to have the time change to go overseas to, you know, play in the morning, because I believe that that's a 9 a.m. you know kickoff. Mm-hmm. You know, if your if your you know body clock hasn't completely reset, so I do think you'll take probably you know 48 hours or so at home before you get ready to make the jaunt to Germany. Hey, Lara, good stuff. Really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk some Colts with you down the road. Hey, looking forward to it. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great weekend. You too, Lara. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. She's Lara Overton, host, producer, works with the Colts. I'm Brian No. He's Jimmy Cook here on The Fan. I want to welcome in Kevin Bowen, our guy KB. Kevin and Query, weekdays here in the morning on The Fan. KB, what's going on, man? So we've got a bet writing on your life experiences, okay? So, so we're, we're talking about the Colts international matchup in Germany, and Jimmy Cook has set the betting line at two and a half the amount of destinations you've been to internationally, crossing waters in your days here on Earth. How many uh, international trips do you have under your belt? Wow. Um, boy, that is quite the bet. This must be a hell of a Friday final hour here. Um, so I have been, the first time I ever got a passport was in 2016 when the Colts went to London. Um, so that probably gives you a little bit of fair warning that not many times. This is times. not looking good. Uh-oh. No. Um, actually, I mean, what I have needed, I don't think I needed a passport. We, we went to Grand Cayman when I was like 11 or 12. I, I, I don't know if that's considered a U.S. territory or not. I, for some reason, I I don't have recall. Not that I would, like, would have driven to go get my passport at that age, but I don't feel like I needed one then. This is the and Jay Cook. I, to, I don't mean to cut across you, but this is the Jay Cook sports book, as we've labeled it earlier. <laughs> I, am, I, am defining, I am defining it as leaving the continental U.S., or or, or or North America, I guess, right? Because if you went to Mexico, well, I mean... Continental U.S. might be better for you, honestly. All right, fine. Um, then. Continental U.S. We'll take it that way. <laughs> hey, give me the over-under again, Jimmy. Two and a half. Oh, jeez. Um, yes, London was the first. Grand Cayman, I guess, at 10 or 11. I went to a wedding in Mexico a couple of years ago. Puerto Vallarta, beautiful spot, by the way. Uh, and then I went across to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. That's it. Oh man, we got close. We we were so teetering on the over one time over the Atlantic. Yes. So what's what's the official count, Jimmy? What, where is it at the Jay Cook Sportsbook? Did I we hit the over? I don't count Canada. I do count Mexico. That's three times leaving the country. I I the overs hit. Wow. Cash your wow. bets. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm kind of on the under for. Yeah, yeah, you, you probably too. are. You probably are. I just don't want Eddie to win is the issue. That's what's happening here. Yes. That's all it is. So my wife, my, my wife, one of her good friends married a South African in South Africa. So she went to that. She was in that wedding. Um, so she did South Africa. She studied abroad in 
it or in Spain. She really wants to go to Italy. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of on the low end based off again, maybe my, my peer group, but I was not a study abroad or by any means. I didn't even do like the senior year, you know, trip. And my senior year of spring break in college was Portland, Oregon to watch Indiana play <laughs> yes. Mexico state. God love you. And, yes. uh, and VCU. Oh, yeah. Right. For the Indiana daily student, Will Sheehy baseline jumper to go to the sweet 16. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> anybody great. forget that moment. Kind of an underrated game in the Tom Crane era. Um, by the way, KB, um, we'll get back to your international travel. We might book in the interview with that. But what do you think about the Colts schedule in general? What do you like most? What do you dislike most about just the way the games are laid out? Well, I absolutely love the opener um, for several reasons. First off, it's Jacksonville. They've never brought a, a, a road fan base to an away game in their history of existence. So there'll be no Jacksonville fans in that building. Um, it'll be kind of that, that just that raw excitement you always have for an opener, no matter if you're scheduled to win, you know, ten and a half games or four and a half games. And I think it's an Anthony Richardson type of game. And I know I'm probably overthinking this and I know I'm probably pleading or you know, playing into more of what I want. Um, but Jim Bob Cooter's your offense coordinator. Where was Jim Bob Cooter last year? Jacksonville. So hmm. I would think he would have some pretty good intel into Jacksonville, what they're about. Uh, I think that'd be beneficial to Anthony Richardson in that start. No one expects you to win the game. I was shocked by the early line. Not to go down Jimmy Sportsbook again, but I thought I saw three and a half. Um, but again, I don't think anyone looks at that as like, oh, that's a game that you need to win. If it was Houston, if it was Tennessee, if it was Atlanta, you know, Colts fans would be like, yeah, you – you really got to win that game. No one's saying that. So I think for all those reasons, boom, start Anthony Richardson out of the gate. You know, obviously the AFC South front load for the second straight year, you know, stands out for your first six games against the division. And I think the other thing that probably jumps off the page at me, well, I guess two, and I knew this before last night because we knew the opponents, but it was reiterated to me once you kind of see the schedule in format. One is the lack of marquee quarterbacks in your building this year. Trevor Lawrence in week one might be the best. Uh, maybe Derek Carr, I, Matthew Stafford, I, I have no idea. And then the road slate. I mean, you look at the seven road games. So you have nine at home with the extra game. You have eight away from home. Obviously, one of those is neutral. I think the hardest road atmosphere you would have had all year, Foxborough, is now in Frankfurt, Germany in a 48,000-seat stadium. So for those reasons, I think the road schedule, I mean, sure, at Cincinnati, at Baltimore, those are tough games, understandably so, given the opponents. But I, I don't think you're playing at Seattle or in Arrowhead or Lambeau, Minneapolis. You know, I'm trying to think of, like, the tougher road environments in the league. So, again, I'm not saying it is to think the Colts are going to win 10 games, but I do think it's one of the tamer schedules I've seen in my time covering the Colts. Kevin Bowen here with us on the Fan Midday Show. You can find his work as a Colts beat writer on 107.5thefan.com. And, of course, hear him on these very airways 7 to 10 on Kevin and Query. KB, we had Lara Overton on earlier, and I asked her this question. I want to ask you the same. She gave the team perspective. You're obviously covering them both on the beat as well as here on Kevin and Query in the mornings. Would you have rather had a primetime game if you were sacrificing the international trip, or is there value inherently in showcasing the Colts across the pond? Good question. Um, I, I think there probably is a little bit more with the international game. Um, again, I'm speaking out of someone that's probably lived or have lived in this market for my entire life. Uh, anytime you get out of Foxborough for a weekend, that's a win. <laughs> so I, I, I'd probably start there. 
But I think in all seriousness, anytime you get your brand overseas, I think it's a good thing. I, I know there's a lot of people probably, again, in this market that don't necessarily care about that, which I, I totally understand. But you aren't giving up your own home game. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've all done the song and dance of a Thursday nighter. We've all done the song and dance of a Sunday nighter, Monday nighter, et cetera. So those are great. Those are fun. But we, we, we've been there, done that. You know, Frankfurt, I mean, your, your Chiefs will get the first exposure there in, in playing Miami the week prior. But, I mean, it's going to be very new. I think it's going to be a lot of energy. You know, going to Wembley and going to London in 2016, that was about nine or ten years of experience. And I still felt like I was at a Super Bowl. I mean, it felt, I mean, Regent Street was unbelievable on Friday, and, and just Wembley even getting there multiple hours before kickoff, and how many fans were in that stadium. I mean, we're talking 40 minutes before kickoff, and you got 85,000 in there. And that was just something you don't get here in the NFL, just based off routine and, and, and maybe redundancy, if you will, of games kind of week in and week out. So, um, I, I think the exposure overseas certainly is better for your brand. And in a season like this, I, I'd rather have the random 9.30 a.m. game than the you know Thursday nighter in Foxborough or the Sunday nighter. And I think you would be surprised how many Colts fans there are in Europe. And I think it's for multiple reasons. First off, you are playing in Frankfurt. The GM of the Frankfurt Galaxy back in the day was Oliver Luck. Andrew Luck's favorite team growing up was obviously the Frankfurt Galaxy. So you have fans that I think naturally gravitated towards Luck. You have fans in Germany that obviously gravitated towards the Colts and they had Bjorn Werner. I would assume based off that part of the, that part of Europe and certainly Austria to the South, you know, Bernard Ryman, who we had on earlier today is from Austria. He said about a seven, eight hour drive from Frankfurt. So I, I think you have that sort of fan base there. Obviously New England has a fan base because they were so good and all of that. But I think there is a decent amount of Colts fans that, you know, I've heard from that listen to my podcast or just follow me in general that have reached out in the last 24, 40 hours and been like, hey, this is what Frankfurt's all about. If you're ever over here, blah, 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 this is what you should do. If you're coming over for the game, all of that. So I would rather take the international game than the, um, you know, whatever, Amazon. But, again, I probably have scar tissue from watching Colts and Broncos last year on Amazon. He's Kevin Bowen from Kevin and Query. So a little earlier in the show, I let it be known, I rage against the win-loss week-to-week machine, KB. So, like, when the schedule comes out, some people will go week by week, win, uh, oh, week 12, Tampa, loss. <laughs> I don't do it. Lara Overton doesn't do it. We've got this guy, Jimmy Cook, operator of J. Cook Sportsbook. He is win-loss Week by week, guy. I want to know where you stand on that, KB. When the schedule comes out, you go win loss each week for the Colts. So I did not do that. Um, I would say this might be the first year that I haven't done it. Uh, so apologies to Jimmy. Jimmy, what what is the Vegas over under? By the way, Vegas over is it under six and a half. Last I saw was six and a half. Yeah, the six and a half for the Colts. Um, my initial reaction is a 7-10 and 10 football team. Uh, but, again, I, I refuse to do the win-loss. Uh, I, I don't say that annually. I don't act like I'm, you know, Jimmy. Jimmy's my son here, and I, you know, I, I'm, like, standing above him. Um, I, I, I typically do explore it, to be totally fair to Jimmy. But I just think we have a huge outlier with Richardson. And when does he go into the lineup? When does he not? And if you guys want to go a step further – I mean, look at the rookie quarterbacks. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but week two is Stroud, right? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, where's Levis? Week five? 
Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then, like, and then you give them the back end, and that's where there's a flurry of them, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, you know, Bryce Young in early November, and then it's Levis again, and it's Stroud to end the season. And then you toss in in December. You could have Desmond Ritter in year two. You could have Kenny Pickett in year two. So, you know, you have a schedule that could have seven games of your 17 against first- or second-year quarterbacks. So that right there is unique. And then, obviously, you don't know when you're going to turn to your rookie QB just yet. So, I mean, I totally get it to May 12th, and and I'm, I'm good with Jimmy exploring it, but I decided to sit that one out this year. Okay. So, but you've done it before because you understand the sole purpose of it is because it's a fun, reckless exercise that you then look back at week one or just before week one. Bad idea. You make your adjustments for where your win loss was back in May when you had no idea what was going to happen and you're basically playing Madden without the game and then you reevaluate. You've done it in the past. That's the only purpose to do it. It's not because you think, ah, I guarantee this is what's going to happen by the time the Colts take the field week one because you're right. Lara's right. Much I hate to say it. Brian's right in this regard. There's so much unknown that's out there that you can't fully be cemented in. That's why you revisit it. God, I feel like I'm a little bit like Jake Query and, and, and me right now listening to you two here. <laughs> uh, you know, two sides of the railroad, if you will. Uh, yeah, yes, to your point, I, Brian, nothing against where you're coming from here, but yes. And I am, and by the way, now I feel like I am trying to side. I did hear your guys debate. I'm a huge fan of the schedule release, by the way. Huge oh, yeah. fan of it. Absolutely love it. And again, selfishly, like it's a huge planning exercise for me. And I do think, in all honesty, I mean, I think players absolutely love it and eat it up because, you know, whether it's, hey, I'm seeing buddies in this stadium or I've got friends here or, you know, whatever. It's a home weekend. And if I can sneak away on a Saturday afternoon before it's time to go to the hotel because, you know, we've got a, a a wedding in town or a kid's birthday. You know, all those things, you know, I think matter. So I am a fan of the schedule release. Okay, KB, let's bookend it with international travel here, okay? If um, some tycoon just said, you know what? I listened to the show. You're my favorite host of all time, KB. All expenses paid trip anywhere overseas. You go for a week. You just pick the destination. What is the one place you would choose? If I didn't have to endure the flight, it'd be Australia, no questions asked. Um, I, I, the golf just looks amazing down there. Um, I think the country itself, from, from what I understand, is, is, is pretty cool as well. Obviously, from a city standpoint and just the uniqueness of, you know, the outdoors within that country, I think it'd be pretty fun as well. But the flight just seems miserable. I mean, I... I I couldn't fall asleep on the flight from uh, from Indy to uh, to Heathrow back in 2016, and they were like, "You need to fall asleep on this flight because you're gonna have to stay up all day once you land." So this is your nighttime sleep. So I don't love that aspect to it, but you know, to your point, if I'm going overseas anywhere, I'm gonna have to go with some flight here. So I'd say Australia, but I'm open to ideas. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, maybe Italy. That's got to be on the list. Yeah. Um, I like the big fan. That's where that, that's where she would vote. Yeah, that'd be on mine. You, Jay Cook. 
I still want to see Ireland and London. And also, if you're given a budget from this hypothetical tycoon, once you get over to Europe, it's relatively easy to get around uh-huh. within can reason. See a lot. So yeah. I think you've got to check a couple of boxes off while you're there, Mr. Hypothetical Tycoon, versus just straight up to, <laughs> to Australia. you got to balance that a little bit there. So there's, there's a pl- plenty of Europe I haven't seen yet. Ireland and, and England are, are right off the bat there. Yeah, like London it. was a short a sh- short trip. Again, we flew over Thursday night. I mean, that'll be another thing to watch in the cold. You know, Shane Steichen uh, did not really – I don't think they went overseas at all in a couple of years with Philly. Obviously, Gus Bradley and Jacksonville went overseas a ton. It seems like the trend is you still go the Thursday night after your practice here, so you do the bulk of your work here that week. But, I mean, I don't know. The Colts play in Carolina the Sunday before. Will they just fly straight from Carolina? Um, that'll be something that – I know some teams have done – Typically, it's kind of West Coast teams that play on the East Coast the week before. So that's another wrinkle with it, but that'll be interesting. Hey, good stuff, KB. Always good hanging with you, man. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you soon. Boys, have a great weekend. You too, Kev. There he is, Kevin Bowen. Kevin and Query.